You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everyone. This is the good Reverend Jim again. And uh, joined today by my, my son. <laughs> yep, I'm back. My son, Evan, <laughs> who just came back from up north. How's, how's your trip? Uh, good. Uh, we just stayed up there for a day, so we didn't do too terribly much. But we looked at the ice, the snow ice sculptures and uh, went dog sledding, so it was fun. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they have a mushing team up there. So, uh, um, uh, up there, by the way, for those uh, listening, is uh, up there in uh, uh, Houghton Hancock, uh, Michigan. It's in the Upper Peninsula. It's way up there towards the top. And there's an engineer school up there that my nephew, George, goes to. Yeah. So it's yeah. way up there. They have a mushing team. Uh, they're doing this winter carnival this weekend, which is um, just a winter festival they throw every year. And uh, uh, a bunch of their clubs just kind of do certain things. And they have a mushing team. So they uh, kind of set up a little course that they would let you, like, take dog sled rides on. By yourself or do those? They, they had someone behind you directing it. So you were more like the cargo. But <laughs> <laughs> well, how was it? It was fun. It was interesting. Uh, mine was like the only one to fall over because we took like a. Um, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, the guy was like. I, so it's, it's not been... just cars that you crash. You crash. <laughs> yeah, you just less. bad luck. My son's also notorious for smashing up cars. Yeah. The so. guy was like, I haven't, haven't had an uh, something tip over in three years. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We went to uh, – last year we went to present, uh, Alaska mm. and went to uh, Denali and they gave us a dog uh, a presentation, a uh, dog race presentation. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about all these different things about it. And there's one little reputation that you know dogs are abused or something like that. And uh, they, they uh, go, just watch what happens here when we say we're about to open up the gates so they can start pulling our sleds. And they do some little sign like a ring a bell or something like that. And all the dogs go ballistic. Oh, yeah. No, when they're like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> they compare it to like taking your dog for a walk you know, at home. You know, you yeah. Just put your dog on a leash and it's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like we were um, lining up and the dogs were all just like going insane, wanting to like run. The second they started running, they just like are quiet and eyes forward going. Yeah. They, they say that uh, in Alaska, I don't know how they did it there, but I think in Alaska, what they do is when they take the dogs to the sleds, they actually have to kind of lift them up so their front feet are not touching. Mm-hmm. So they kind of pull them up by their 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 collars or their 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 harness, whatever it is. They pick them up so their their front legs don't touch because they're so excited. And of course, they're also so strong that if if their front feet are down, they just start charging. And, yeah, and uh, you know the ranger go flying. Yeah, <laughs> did they do that out there too? Or uh, I wasn't paying. It doesn't look like they did. Um, I wasn't paying too terribly much attention to how they like got the dogs to just stay because it looked like they had all their. All four paws on the ground, but maybe they do something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. They 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 gave a, a you know the little presentation they gave up there. They kind of like bat down all these misconceptions and stuff like that. Mm. And people are like, "Well, why are you using dogs anyways?" And they're like, "Do you know how cold it gets up here?" It's like cars don't work very well in the cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they say you know dogs are a lot better. Uh, they're a little bit more consistent. And then um, they they gave a whole presentation there. It kind of goes along with my whole show, by the way. Uh, so my whole show is like when you understand things more, it makes you look at things. Oh, okay. I was wondering like how is dog sledding tying into this? Well, it's, 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 well, it's just my life period. You know, just everything. It's like even when I just talk, talk politics with people, my little thing is like most people don't know all the different sides. They hear one little thing. It's like they see a dog point and says, oh, my God, those poor dogs have to do all that work. And then when you find out more about it, it's like, well, no, it's not quite that way. They actually like it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing with like um, 
for the beekeeping uh, things. You got all those people who are like, oh, it's the, you're uh, it's hurting the bees. You're taking their honey and they need that to live. And it's like, truth be told, they don't need that much honey. And beekeepers do more for bees than um, people think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To me, like, you know, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, know, actually, it sounds like nowadays, like lack of knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep everyone stupid and just tell them anything in the world and they listen to you. Oh, so, yeah. Actually, they're talking about bees on the way here. Really? Yeah, and the radio, because I listen to these stations where they actually educate you. <laughs> oh, God. And, and, uh, What's what, a radio? <laughs> yeah, one number, uh, what they're talking about is uh, with bees, because this winter's been pretty pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of warm. Yeah. And right now, there's a high chance of the bees waking up from the hibernation. Which is dangerous. Yeah, which is kind of dangerous, because the bees going to wake up and say, oh, it's warm outside, it's time to get start working. And they're going to get out there and say, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's going to throw up the whole cycle and stuff like that. And they make go exercise. It's just a whole bunch of bad things. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that all, all this, you know, this crazy weather that we're having nowadays, global warming, <laughs> is, uh, uh, is affecting. So what some of the, I guess, the high-end beekeepers are doing is they're taking their beehives and they put them in freezers or, you know, basically cold storage. Mm-hmm. So that that way, over the wintertime, they have to worry about the weather. They can keep their their bees in this nice little cold environment, which they're expecting. Yeah, and and then pull Just them out. Then pull them out when they think that's going to be mm-hmm. nice out or whatever it is. So I mean, that makes sense. Works. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Any Um. So once again, this show is about uh uh trying to make the world a better place by spreading knowledge. And uh, the theory that I focus on is uh, relationships, and I think that's a good way of achieving it. Achieving it. Uh, today we're talking about more about problem relationships. Uh, uh, a lot of times we talk about astrology, and astrology is one of the tools. Of course, uh, the whole astrology perspective is is that uh, astrology makes me realize that everyone's different, and everyone has pros and cons, and there's not there's, there's not one astrology sign that's perfect, <laughs> mm. except for maybe a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but you know, maybe part of the thing astrology realized that, that you know everyone has uh, to every strength there's a weakness to it. You know, uh, I'm a geek. Well, us geeks tend to be socially awkward. Yeah, uh, and then the, the the people there in that category where they're they're, they're social. Yeah, they're great and fun, but they tend to be dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and then you got the people that are a little bit of both, the people in the middle. Uh, they t- can be fun. They can be smart, but they tend to be dicks or bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <The> bitch <laughs> so it's, it's like there's a pro and cons, and if you learn how to, to work with everyone, that's fine and dandy. So we spent uh, – I think the last time we talked about borderline personality disorder. Uh, we did, yep. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap this up. That's what I'm trying to wrap up today. Really? What would you do last week? <laughs> Uh, last week we had like a, 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 a show we decided to throw away. Oh. I found out that if you bring someone that's really, really, really drunk as a guest, it doesn't make for a very good show at all. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> so that one's just going to go into like the, uh, the secret vault. Yeah. <laughs> Releasing like four years or something. <laughs> we make it the, the blackmail vault. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, it wasn't that very, uh, it's interesting. But not a good show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we uh, started recording and about 15 minutes into it's like, you can't say that. And then I cut the show off and restarted it. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Doesn't this air live? Huh? Doesn't this air live? I think that day he didn't. I think because I warned him. like, okay, I got drunk this time. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think they're nice enough not to, to air it live. Well, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we've been trying to finish up this. Uh, we talked about borderline personality disorder. If you want to listen to other shows. Uh, uh, the reason why we're 
talk about is because it's leading up to this little thing about uh, DBT, which is like a, a cognitive behavior type thing that talks about how to basically deal with people mm. and how to uh, – it's kind of like almost like an anger management type thing. But it's created because of borderline personality disorder. And the point that I was trying to make in that show or all the shows is that uh, borderline personality disorder, basically what it is is people that struggle with their emotions or they can't regulate them essentially. And and the, the way I, I uh, hmm, it, it's basically someone that, uh, 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 you know, a lot of people compare it to bipolar, but mm-hmm. bipolar or something that goes over months maybe is a cycle type thing. Whereas uh, borderline personality disorder is something that's kind of like triggered, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, wow, you did something that upset me and the person gets really upset. So like if, if someone, if Evan does something that upsets me, then, you know, I'm going to say, okay, Jimmy, chill out, calm down. It's not that big of a deal. This is what I'm talking to say in my, my head, you know, you know, instead of trying to blow up at Evan, even though sometimes mm-hmm. I do blow up at Evan. It's usually pretty good about him now. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 it, but the thing is like a borderline person it would be the one that's more likely to just go into a ballistic rage. And on the, on the opposite side too, uh, they tend to be someone that what made, uh, uh, you know, abuse drugs or sex, you know, because mm. the, the, the person that say, wow, I feel like having sex with that random stranger. And they <laughs> just go out and do it. I'm going to be wild right here. And they just do it. And uh, um, so, you know, it's basically someone that just a, doesn't, you know, they have like no breaks. Oh, we, we gave a little descriptions like someone uh, that is like a, a friary with no breaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or bicycle breaks. So it's like they, they, they can't have that, can't think about that one. So, um, and one thing that I wanted to—I oh know I'm looking at my notes because I'm not even reading them. I'm just kind of looking at them. Yeah, I have no idea what's <laughs> on the actual note page. I'm kind of staring at them, but I can't read them from across the table. Yeah, apparently I can't read them either. <laughs> All right, well, oh, so, that's out the window. Let's go. Just go on with whatever. <laughs> so to give you a, you know, you can listen to other show for a more in-depth conversation of borderline personality, which goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. But but uh, the the technical definition of it, the way they uh, diagnose someone with it, is that they have these criteria, and you have to like. Uh, Nine, five of the nine criteria, or something like that. But here's a, a, some words that describe the, the, the personality, and they break it down to like uh, four domains. So, borderline uh, one domain is of borderline personality disorder, B, BPD, is uh, a domain is like excessive, unstable, and poorly regulated emotional responses, especially anger. So they they have a tendency to get anger, but they're not always anger. It's just it's more triggers, like something upsets them or something like that. Uh, Domain B is like impulsive behaviors, you know, once again. Oh, wow, well, I want to do that. It's like you got reckless emotions. Like I know you want it, but you got to say, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> mm. So impulsive behaviors that are harmful to you or to the person and to others, such as spending sprees, excessive use of alcohol or drugs, uh, self-injury acts, and sexual indiscretions. Uh, domain B is uh, uh, subconscious uh, misperceptions, an unstable self-image, a poor sense of your identity, and difficulty in reasoning under stress. I think stress is a big one. Mm-hmm. The stress is a really huge one. So that's, and then the final thing, domain D is uh, tumultuous and very unstable relationships. So I always say that some of the big things about these uh, pe- boring people is they tend to go through relationships left and right. Uh, and and then uh, uh, one of the big things I didn't mention here is uh, they tend to be very suicidal prone, mm-hmm. largely because they go through relationships left and right and they can't keep close relationships. So they feel... They have all this kind of stuff here that happens to it. So that's what this little course called Dialectical Behavior Therapy is. Um, uh, my issue is, 
is I got into the same because I was fighting with a friend quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, uh, she directed me towards this, this dialectical behavioral therapy type stuff. And that got me introduced to it, which didn't quite make much sense to me because it's, it's, cause I don't need it because I'm perfect anyways. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but being a geek that I am, I know a lot of details, like all the little nuances of different things. And so I started reading up on this borderline personality disorder type stuff. And when I understood that, this condition of what the, you know people are like, uh, even though that my friend doesn't necessarily have it, um, it, you know, I think you know my friend and all of us have traits of it. Yeah, for sure. And and, and then if we kind of like understand that, it kind of frames things a little differently. And then it kind of makes the the DBT works more understandable. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, I, I, I'm talking about the borderline personality quite a bit, but I think everyone should consider, like, you, you know, you may not have it. You know, to me, it's just like a, a, a scale. Yeah. Of 1 to 100. It's like, how close are you to actually having it? You know, I think I'm probably close to, uh, you know, 10. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, where, where some other people that tend to be more, uh, have more troubles might be closer to, like, an 80. But, you know, there's, there's no, like, perfect type thing. Yeah. And... I don't know. I, I found out that, uh, I don't know, even this, uh, I think you're going to get a little spat this weekend. No, not, it was, it's was actually kind of ex spat. Um, no, you Victoria and I did too. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. It was full moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me about church. I thought she never uh, gets upset. Yeah, this is like, it wasn't really like a fight. Oh, do tell, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no yelling. Um, it was her birthday this weekend. Uh, actually, yeah, Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, Sunday. When you're up north. Uh, I was up north uh, on Friday. <laughs> Did you come back for a birthday? Yeah, I did. Um, so that's oh. what was uh, uh, she was a little bit upset about. She was um because we decided to go. She's up. upset that she came back for a birthday. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, her family did dinner on Friday night, and I called her before we left to make sure it was okay. And she said it was as long as I came home before her birthday party on Saturday. Um, but turns out there were some issues with the Friday thing that she just didn't tell me, and uh, so we had a little fight about that on Friday. But uh, we got over it, and it's fine. Yeah, it wasn't terribly exciting. We didn't. There was no yelling. It was just kind of like one of those like talking it out things. Have you ever made girlfriends where you actually fought a lot? Mm, there's been a couple. Uh, hang on, the, don't, don't say names. All right. This <laughs> <laughs> is Bob. We need a, we need a, uh, usually Bob's the one that we say is like a, the, the bad person. <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, so we got in fights, but it's like it just was. More or less that we just weren't good dating together because we're good friends now. <laughs> right. And it's just like we get along great. Just we're not going to be the person to date each other because we would kill each other. I don't know. You always seem to have nice girlfriends. But um, actually, I, I know one of yours seemed that she'd be likely to be a little bit more temperamental. I think I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that one of the fights? Uh, there, there were, there were quite a few fights. A lot of that one was cause uh, we had different like views on the world. Yeah. You see yourself as live and she sees her. Yes. Remember Chicago. Yeah. We, we almost watched that this weekend actually. <laughs> but yeah. We, we broke up because of artistic differences. <laughs> he saw himself as alive and I saw him dead. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> but no, it was uh, just different world views and, um, uh, goals for ourselves. Yeah. Like she was very, or pretty religious and I don't have a religion. Hmm. So, uh, she would often 
we talked about the future. It would always be she wanted to send people or our kids to like a Catholic school, and I very much didn't want to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's an issue. Yeah, so I was just things like that, and there was a bunch of other different things along the way to uh, work school and all that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a uh, Erica's super easy, you know, as far as relationship goes. Um, uh. Your mom was a little bit more challenging, but even your mom wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I can't – well, I can't say a lot of nasty things about her because she's my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, actually, she, she wasn't – I can't say your mom and I had a horrible marriage. Mm. It, it just, just just some issues popped up in here. So, but like I said um, – but no, but sometimes I bump into other people like coworkers or, or friends or something like that. Um, that, that, you know, these issues pop up with. And, you know, at one point, um, like I said, at one point, uh, you know, Ronnie, I talked about how we were fighting at one point, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that's where it became a, a big issue to me. And it's, it's, uh, um, but then when I read up on, on some of the stuff here, I was like, okay, let's just think of people like, to me, it's like, uh, looking at fights. And even though Erica very rarely fights, you know, there's some days where she's a little bit more temperamental. Mm hmm. I think we talked about this last uh, time I was on and how you like to uh, push your buttons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not always. Uh, yeah, no, it's just sometimes. <laughs> what was it, tolerance building? <laughs> yeah. So, so when, I, when I'm reading through some of this DPT stuff and, and then also understand this borderline personality type stuff, it, it, it's like, you know, some people just can't help, you know, it, it's almost like the more stress you get, the, um, the harder it is to regulate your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're like really really frustrated, actually you do it a lot when you play games. So <laughs> against Taylor in particular, <laughs> <laughs> my daughter has like uncanny luck, and that is like really smart. <laughs> he plays the game properly, and Taylor just does whatever she damn well pleases. And we'd be playing like poker and stuff like that, and it, it, <laughs> it's unfair. It really is. <laughs> Evan have a great hand, does everything just right, and then Taylor had just a little bit better hand and beat him, and then it happened again. And again, and again, you see that the frustration have build and build and build and build. And at one point, you're like, gosh! <laughs> I think I actually had a dream last night that she beat me in poker and I had like a four of a kind and then she had a royal flush. That was the dream that actually happened. I saw it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that just popped in my head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm going to remember forever because uh, there's one time we were playing poker with the kids and uh, I think Evan got a, a, a straight good hand. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor got uh, uh, a flush. And then I think the next time Evan got the flush, Taylor got a full house, which beats it. Just one more. Yep. <laughs> then Evan got a really full house, and Taylor got like a, a straight flush. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, it's like three games in a row. I was like, oh, my God. I think Evan's going to go shoot himself. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, it, it seems like when – even when everyone ramps up like uh, – like, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's time like – actually, Erica's been super busy with work. Mm-hmm. Recently, and, and and you know she gets a little bit more temperamental, but Erica's a really hard one to use because when she gets temperamental, it's not that bad, you know? yeah. But still, for her, it's kind of like oh. But she, Erica's really cool about saying, "Okay, I'm just going to warn you. Um, say I'm very stressed out. I'm not feeling very well, and and, and she let me know. And then she started having computer pro- problems, you know, where on a good day, if there's no big deals. Not, not big deal, right? She blow right through it. But if she's already having a stressed out day because she's overloaded with work, and then that computer problem pops up, now that computer problem is like a huge problem. 
And to me, as I kind of look at this, it's kind of like being a borderline type person where they, they, you know, the borderline people, when they get more and more and more stressed, you know, it gets more ramped up where you get the more yeah. the, the thing goes. Yeah, I think, you know, based on all the reasons I've done and stuff like that, what it seems like is the relationship problem starts off with uh, it's kind of like everyone else's relationship. You get in a relationship, oh, wow, I think it's all happy and fine and dandy. But then after six months or a year, whatever it is, as time goes on, you start, you know, it's almost like you start having higher standards for the person you're dating. Mm-hmm. And then you start nitpicking them a little bit more and nitpicking them. And now their little irritations become big irritations. Actually, actually, I think that's what is, uh, 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 we didn't really fight, but, but we're discussing something. Um, and, uh, I, I just felt like, uh, 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 um, uh, Erica wasn't quite listening to me. Mm-hmm. I think she felt the same way about me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, we did. We were, we were actually saying the exact same thing, but <laughs> you're listening to me. No, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. And it's one of those things like, you know me. You should know this irritates me. Why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's like, you, I think that's what happens with a lot of relationships. You kind of expect the other person to uh, know you better and be a little bit more empty. No, there's just bubbles in there. I thought there was like hair in it or something. Oh. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, you get those kind of things. And I think what happens with boring people, they follow the same trajectory, but because they don't uh, regulate their emotions, it happens a lot more. And then it becomes worse and worse and worse. And that's the stress. And then if you have other life events that pop in, you get more and more stress that pops up. You know, then they start, you know, it could be stress unrelated to their significant other, but there's still stress in their life. And the significant other gets the, uh, you know, now they get scrutinized even more so. Yeah. And that's where the fights start ramping up more and more and more. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's, that's my little type thing. Also, I'm going to derail this conversation ever so slightly. Is this like the studio phone number? Like, could people call in and call that? Yeah, I don't want to do that at all, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call in, call two for eight. No. <laughs> You're going to have to guess those last seven digits. <laughs> no, because if someone's going to talk to my show, because if they call in, they're going to say something offensive, stuff like that. And I'd rather they be in the studio where they say something offensive, that way you can punch them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't need these cowards that yeah. don't want to call on the phone. It's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then hang out. Yeah. I do that so yeah, if you want to call in, you're going to have to give us your address so that we can come over and punch you if you do something wrong. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, you got to be on a pre-approved list. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm using borderline thing as an example. So, like I said, I want to try to use it for everything else. So, one thing I find out about just people in general, like, yeah, I won't say crazy people, but but it's, it's, it's uh. It's, it's boring people, but I think it's just everyone, period. Is I don't think people know what they do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're quite aware, aware of their irritations or how stupid they are. And uh, because I'm the good reverend, you have to go uh, biblical. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Jesus was getting you know, crucified and stuff like that, you know. That ye who is without sin cast first stone or something? Huh? That ye who is without sin cast the first stone? Or no, that's, that just one, that's just one of his preachings. But yeah. when he's actually getting crucified by all these people, you know. Being a little good boy, he is. You know, he looked up and he's, 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 he's said, God, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Oh, yeah. They know not what they do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's like, uh, you know, sometimes when, when, when uh, you know, if you're actually watching some other couple have a fight or something like that, you know, you look at the guy and say, God, why didn't that guy stop being such an asshole? Or why didn't that girl stop, stop being such a bitch? And it's like, in their little mind, they don't realize they're being a dick or a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't realize it. So I was like, okay, then what do you do? 
And this is where I think the, the, the DBT was very good. So even though like, like, when, like Ryan and I were fighting, I blamed her, of course, because it wasn't me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be me, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone, think, <laughs> everyone thinks it's perfect, but actually I'm actually a little bigger than that. So I found out that when I read this, this DBT type stuff, you know, to me, the big thing was, okay, even if I had thought that it's, you know, her fault, you know, not to run on the bus, but even if I thought it was her fault, uh, there are still some things I can do on my side mm-hmm. that can help it. And, and this DBT thing was made for like uh, the person that is struggling with their emotions, but this person struggling with emotion could be anyone in the fight. And, and, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the example we talked about way back on one of these, first shows is uh, if we get in a fight, typically what happens is if I yell at you, you're going to get upset, you're going to get stressed out, and you're going to try yelling back at me. And then I'm going to be pissed off that you yelled at me. So I'm going to yell even louder at you. And then mm. you're going to yell, yell at me. And then we're going to find the guns and shoot each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the natural progression of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, so I think the way that I like to, you know, I hate when people, like, when they talk about they're fighting with someone, I hate when they start blaming another person so much. Mm-hmm. This person, this, this person, this, and this person, this. And, and to me, I, I, I really hate doing that, you know, because like it takes two people to fight, okay. you know? So it's like, yeah, that person might have done something irritating, but it's like, why are you fighting about it? You know, why aren't you talking logically about it? Erica talks nicely to me about it. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I do plenty of things to piss off Erica. <laughs> <laughs> but Erica's like, Jimmy, I don't like this. And we have a nice discussion. It's of like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but what I found out with the DBT is like, like, uh, uh, if you assume like, okay, I'm dealing with someone that's, you know, upset or stressed or whatever it is, they're yelling at me. I have some things I can take. And even though this one thing you're not going to do is you're going to say, hey, maybe you should take this course so you stop being such a bitch or an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird how that may right. be a bad thing. In the middle of a fight, that's not going to do it. But, but you know, and that's not going to help out at all in that fight. But what I can do is say, you know what? I can't control – this is actually part of my little philosophy of life too. It's like I can't control other people necessarily. I can try. I can try to. Mm. Well, I actually found out with Evan. I can't. He's my son too. Yeah. <laughs> He's my own son. I can't control him. But it's like, you know, I, I – uh, uh, it's almost like a lesson to how to raise kids. <laughs> too bad someone didn't tell me that about 26 years ago. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice one. <laughs> Well, actually, no, actually, that's really good advice. Uh, you know, I, I can't control other people, but I can control myself. Mm. And, and there's things that you can do. And I find out that all the stuff in the DBT, you know, it applies for the people in relationships with them too. So if I apply those same things, I can uh, de-escalate the situation. Mm. A lot. And so, but I think if you go by the philosophy, it's like, okay, I can't control the other person. What can I do on my side to make it better? Yeah. I think somehow that relates to kids. It does. I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't particularly say my experience, but. <laughs> you don't like kids ever, do you? I do. Damn. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> the idea of you raising kids. I guess Victoria can raise the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. <laughs> the idea of you raising kids is just scary. Really? <laughs> I can't even get to show up on time too well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of my girlfriends are usually pretty good about that, so. Showing up on time? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I love Victoria so much. Yeah. <laughs> but you. <laughs> and it takes two of you to raise a kid or you're going to be around anyway, somehow or another. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in the words of Gandalf, a wizard is never late. A livered, uh, livered, wizard arrives exactly when they're meant to.
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, actually, I think as actually when it goes with kids, and actually I found out actually the dogs. Actually, it's too bad I didn't have. Actually, I had dogs before with you. Yeah, we had Kalua. Huh? Kalua. Oh no! When you're born, before you're born, we had Chevy like, uh, and Liebchen. Yeah, yeah. Chevy was mine. Yeah. So, uh, but we had dogs, but uh, we didn't quite learn how to train them properly. Mm-hmm. And learn all the nice little techniques. And uh, with uh, with uh, uh, Jack and uh, Daisy, my current dogs, um, we learned how to train them. It's like, oh, one thing with a dog is, um, you know, it's like uh, the best way to train them treats. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to do this? Here's a treat. Hey, you want to do this? Treat. And smacking a dog, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that probably the same kind of thing would happen with the kids too. But see, you didn't respond to that either, though, because I tried to bribe you, and you're like, eh, "I don't care." Yeah, you weren't easy to raise, by the way. No, <laughs> <laughs> you might you might want to really seriously consider happening. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a funny thing because uh, my boss keeps trying to convince me to come into work early, and uh, I hate where I work. I'm, I'm like, you, I really you probably I, don't want to see that. Yeah, no, I, I don't care. <laughs> they know I hate it. <laughs> it's Jimmy John's, if you're wondering. Yeah. It's nothing that terribly important. Um, <laughs> but I hate it there. And uh, they're like, hey, see what would have happened if you came in like an hour earlier today? You could have gotten a, like a $20 tip. And I'm like, yeah, but then it would have been up for an earlier. And that's when I realized, you know, I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated by comfort. <laughs> and, you know, it would be nice to make money. But the comfort of sleeping in for an extra hour makes it so much more worth it. I hate you. <laughs> no, you know why I hate you? What? Uh, because I want you to be everything I'm not. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not motivated by money. I mean, yeah. money, money, money does not motivate me. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I just spent like, I think, uh, three days working on some stuff for a website and stuff like that. I'm going to charge them nothing for it. Mm. Actually, he already paid me a bunch of money, but, but a long time ago. But uh, uh, I could charge him more money, but I'm just not motivated. Yeah. By that. And then you have the conversation about money. Yeah, that's just awkward. And who wants to do that? <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So anyways, I don't necessarily I, – I think I have some flaws. Like I wanted you to be better than me. So mm. I wanted you to have like these things that – because, you know, some of these things don't – you know, not being motivated by money, it causes some problems. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But I like to think I'm generally happier. <laughs> now when you call your dad and ask for 150 bucks to get you out of a ditch. <laughs> All right. I'm still fine. <laughs> You're the one that's slightly unhappy about that. <laughs> uh, Evan uh, got his car in a ditch. And <laughs> I found out he's up, up north because he got that call. Hey, yeah. dad. <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> How's he going? <laughs> the car's in a ditch and yeah. uh, I need uh, some money. <laughs> well, I thought – I don't know why my insurance wouldn't cover it because, I mean – so. Because well, you're off-roading. Yeah. Well, well, kind of. So the uh, – You know I'm not going to believe anything you say, right? No. I, I mean I was technically off the road, but uh, – and it's all my fault. <laughs> but in my defense, it was a snowmobile uh, like trek or – Trail. Trail, yeah. And uh, we were trying to turn – Which kind of looked like a road. Yeah. Uh, and it was like – Except like, for all those little signs that say snowmobile trail. There was no sign. It was like 6 in the morning, something like that. And uh, why were you turning off the road? Uh, Alan needed to go to the bathroom, and I wanted to get some food, so we we're going to stop at McDonald's to get both those things done. And there's a McDonald's on the snowmobile trail. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, it's right behind the snowmobile trail. So when you're like driving down the road, there's this intersection like right here, and the McDonald's is like right here. So we missed that. Turn. You know, people cannot see here 
over oh, the airway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. All right. No, there's this little like intersection, and um, the McDonald's is um, uh, to the right on this little strip mall, and um. They had one entrance going into there, and then there's like this another little path up there that I thought was just like another entrance. Because why would they only have like one entrance into the strip mall? Uh, turns out that was the snowmobile path. So you would like, I went to turn. What that, time was this? This was like six in the morning. We do have six in the morning. You're driving to Houghton <laughs> at six in the morning. Yeah, it's Is, an eight-hour drive. We left uh, after class on Thursday. Who was driving? Uh, Alan drove halfway up, and then from Mackinac onwards, I drove. Alan's uh, my, my nephew. Um, so we were guys both up the whole time, or did you guys take time for sleeping? Uh, he slept. Uh, I woke up to go to class, so I was already awake. Yeah, I guess it's, so. You drove through the night. Yeah. D- doesn't bother you driving at night. No, I hate it. No, uh, I I actually don't like driving up north at night. Any other time, I love driving at night. Uh, but driving up there, it's like the roads are so long and so straight and so boring. It's trees, hypnotizing. Trees, like, yeah. yeah, it's like in the middle of the night, it's like pitch black. They don't have like the road lights, so you see the trees, and then it just becomes black. And there's like some lights like nine miles away that you can see, and it's like, oh look, a car may be coming. I think, or it could be a sign. I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, you, you, so you're lucky that um. Uh, I practice all this DPT type crap. <laughs> so when you call me, I'm like, okay. <laughs> regulate the emotions, Jimmy. Regulate the emotions. Regulate the emotions. <laughs> and I look, I go ballistic. I've been very good by way in your adult life, I think. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's not used to raising kids. But yeah, I find out with the, the kids, it's like, a, um, you know, you, you get a lot further with treats. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't quite work with you. And of course, I raise you most time when you're as divorced. So the deal with someone else raising you differently. Yeah. I think you just had like the wrong treats because what was it? We had like Saturday TV, I think. I don't think I ever let you watch TV. No, let's watch TV Saturday mornings or before we went to school. I did that? Yeah. Oh. That's why I know what the shows that were on in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I think I tried Brian with money, but yeah, you didn't respond to that at all. Mm-hmm. To try right even with like video games. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Well, that's a, that was a challenge with, with anyone is just trying to find the right thing that to motivate them. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just kind of like you know it's, it's actually I don't know why, but it become really clear recently that I am motivated by other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I can help, boom. Hey, Jimmy, can you do this for me? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do a whole bunch of things there because like Jimmy, wait. Doing that, it's like Jimmy. You just did this. That took like half your day. You're not getting anything out of it. I was like, well, they wanted it. Yeah, yeah and that's that's the thing that usually motivates me. Like, I oh, Rick's not listening, but but you know, <laughs> Rick at Aha, <laughs> you know, because I don't go into the, the the restaurant too often. Mm. But when Rick says Jimmy can you come in, it's like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's kind of interesting yeah. to find all the different Suddenly things. you get a call. Hey, Jimmy, you want to come in and work? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so I was trying to – what time is it? I was, I was trying to finish up. But, uh, well, the thing I was trying to – like, I was talking about this whole board line type thing because I want to wrap it up. I want people to realize that we talk about crazy type stuff. No one wants to be called crazy. And I, I think it's – no one likes to think of being nice kind of stuff. I was smart enough. I actually did this stuff. So even though um, – I might blame the other person for being out of control. Who knows? It might be me too. Mm-hmm. And, and when I went through this class, I found out, oh, wait a second. You know, th- there are some things that, you know, I didn't think of it from that perspective. 
you know, they tell us stuff that like, you know, one of the big things is someone yells at you, don't fight back. You know? Yeah. When the, uh, our natural instinct, if someone yells at us, we get stressed out. We want to yell back. We want to defend ourselves, and which is like the absolute worst thing you can do. So by just doing that by itself, you know, I, I, I find out that I de-escalate a lot of situations. When someone gets a p- pissed off at me or someone s- snaps at me or, or something like that, um, I found out a lot of times if I just don't react, it's, it's like no big deal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still a big deal. I mean, you don't like to be yelled at, but 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 it's, it's still. Uh, but the, the other thing is, they'll realize that the other person is going through a very high stress type thing, and they may be lashing out to you. It may not be related to you at all either. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was trying to figure out what's going on with them too. But you know, the, the, the thing gave all these these different perspectives. And with the borderline type things, there's two books I actually read that really helped out a lot. And one, and actually, I probably learned more from these books. Um, because it kind of brought the things together. One was called Loving Someone with Borderline Personality Disorder. So it's like we might say, okay, that person is crazy. Well, we resolve that problem by just going away from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but, 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 you know, if, if you're in a relationship with them for your spouse or something like that, if they're your mom or your dad or something like that, it's like you can't quite do that. So you have to learn how to, if, if you love them, you know, you still have to deal with them. And then the other one is called Walking on Eggshells. Because that's what ends up happening with these relationships where they, they keep on picking on you and picking on you and picking on you and picking on you. And then at one point, they you know, they make you start yelling and screaming also. And then you start acting in a similar way to them. So you know, so, so uh, those are really good books for that kind of stuff. But like I said, it's good. I think it's good books for just dealing with everyone. So one thing that I found out with this, this, this borderline tip stuff is like, you know, a lot of times they, they get into these relationships and they start off really great and then they, they get to these things where they're just fighting all the time. And uh, one problem is, is like, when do you leave a relationship? Yeah. When do you leave a relationship? That's a sad question. Do you dump your girlfriends or they dump you? Uh, I dump them usually. No. Depends, really. Bitch, get off here. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, eventually it just comes to that point where it's, like, when it becomes a chore to see them, then it's really not worth being with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're just, like, thinking about going to see your girlfriend or boyfriend or something, it's, like, I'm just, like, if you dread wanting to be with them, then you probably shouldn't be with them. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So. I think that the problem was is, is when you get to uh, – uh, because, you know, they, they always uh, – actually, someone was accused me of being in an abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but but, but uh, uh, it's Erica. <laughs> <laughs> She's abusing me. <laughs> but but the, the thing was, I was like, no, it's not abusive. It's, it's, it's like, but I like this relationship. Mm. It's like – that's abusive. That's I started talking in the sense that I I sound like the the like the battered wife or something like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta understand. It didn't mean they didn't mean that. It's like, oh, it's like shoot. I'm sound like a, a, it's like going back to little things. Like, uh, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm getting abused, and I don't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> you are most certainly not getting abused, but <laughs> well, no, but but it makes you it makes you think, you know, because I think I think it. Cause I, so, what my passion is, is always, you know, this, I, my, my passion is like relationships. I want to see people happy in, in happy relationships, 
And and I pay you know with my astrology studies and stuff like that. I pay a lot of attention to relationships. And of course, I pay a lot of attention when these people start fighting too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is an issue. And then you're like, like, why are these people? Why don't they just break up? You know that they're, 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 you know, to me, it's like, well, their astrology is wrong, anyways. <laughs> yeah, break them up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your astrology is wrong. Break up. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like your your, your astrology is wrong. It's like it's, it's obviously you guys are fighting because you guys are fighting every goddamn time we see you. Mm. It's like, why don't you just get and move on? You know, there's what four billion people in this world. Yeah, there's other people out there. But no, I was gonna say uh, I have a friend who's like uh, he's stuck in a bad relationship, um, genuinely bad, and. It's just so hard getting Bob. Out. Yeah, Bob. Let's see. Bob. <laughs> he's not in a bad relationship, but it's hard to get him to move on because he's just been with her for so long. And it's like she's cheated on him. She is like great, degrades him. And just it's not good, but he doesn't want to leave her because he's afraid they won't be able to find anyone else. Yeah, I think it's a big. And actually, I think it's actually nowadays with all those little apps out there. Yeah, it's like, it seems like it should be pretty easy. <laughs> Tinder, actually, or... actually, on the same note, that almost sounds like so easy that it seems like why would you date someone? I mean, why would you stay committed when you can have like a different girl every week? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple friends who do that. <laughs> Which I think actually is, is another problem too with that kind of thing. It's that no one gets these relationships, and then at one point they get old and uh, you know not quite as attractive. <laughs> yeah, suddenly it's much harder. <laughs> yeah, or then maybe one of these days they find out that uh, actually this is what we were going to talk about today. Today shows like that kind of stuff, but um. Yeah, but it's like, when do you walk away from a relationship? Yeah, I, I think it, to, yeah, I think I think the big thing is like uh, the, the or friendship. When do you walk away from a friendship? Um, because it's a little bit different. I think usually for I don't walk away from that many friendships, but there's a couple where it's just like if usually if somebody wrongs me, they're basically dead to me unless they apologize to me. Apology goes a long ways. Yeah. And like, well, if you can't even like muster up the nerve to apologize and you just kind of like let it go. And I like understand that people have their sides too and they think they're right too. But, but I'm, I'm not though, going back yeah. to those, like the battered wife type thing. The husband beats the wife. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean to do that. You made me do that. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. So it's like, it's like, there's two sides of every argument, but it's like, and everybody, it's possible for everybody to be right. But it's like when someone's wrong, uh, they're wrong. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like two plus two does not equal eight. You're wrong, but there's no any way about that. So it's like when you're wrong about something and you just like can't admit you're wrong and you just like have been a really shitty person, that's usually done for me. Yeah. I've actually had really high tolerance for friends. Yeah. Like there, I, there aren't a lot of people who can like seriously piss me off. Like I can name maybe three off the top of my hand. Um, my, my line is when someone doesn't like me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> which I think is pretty good. If somebody doesn't like you, you don't become friends with them in the first place. Well, though. I know, but if you start off being friends and stuff like that, and, and even though they do a lot of irritating things, it's like, okay, you're irritating. No big deal. I can tolerate that. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but uh, then when someone's like, I hate you, I was like, oh, okay, we can't be friends. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, though, like any meaningful friendships you have shouldn't ever get to that point. Well, some do. Well, I don't know if they do. Uh, let me I have well, actually, never it, uh, had uh, no, uh, someone I, I considered a friend tell me they hate me. <laughs> uh, we're still kind of young, but when we get older, it's like people get, it seems like, oh, well. I don't know. It, it happens sometimes. You know, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'm less li- likely to break up with someone, friend or girlfriend, whatever it is, than mm. they to break up with me. 
Because I'm so accepting. I'm like, yeah, okay, this you know is irritating, but oh well. Yeah, no big deal. It's like, well, they, they like me anyways. They, they they enjoy spending time with me. They seem to enjoy spending yeah. time with me. I think that's the main issue. Is like if I feel like somebody isn't like taking to me, or I'll just like leave them alone, and say if they want to talk to me, they'll come talk to me. So I don't know if that really considers as like breaking up the friends. It's more just like. One of those, I'm a bit paranoid that they don't like me, so I'll just give them their space and maybe that'll help. And maybe I'd never talk to them again, but. Yeah. Well, it's almost time for us to wrap up. But the thing with the borderlands, I think, I think is like, you got people that fight. And actually, even with someone, you know, a thing of fighting with someone with issues, like a borderlands type person, um, you can do things to calm them down. But then there's also times that things get bad because, like, uh, if you're dealing with like a borderlands type person, one of the big problems is they might have other people in their life that, they're also fighting with that are not following the same rules <laughs> you know, mm. that they're actually escalating the situation. And so they raise the stress of that particular person and that, that person brings it out in all, all the person they love. So, and then things get really difficult. So I think that's going to wrap up all the borderline type talk for now on. I think we covered it good. All right. Yeah. So next week we'll be good back. enough. Good enough. <laughs> next week we'll be back with something else. <laughs> Yeah, well, we we started talking about DBT. I wanted to finish up that, you know, go through the course, but who knows? Who knows? My friend Rachel says she might come on the show, but she wanted to talk about something totally different. <laughs> Wait, what, the Rachel, which Rachel? Do I know more than one? I don't know, do you? <laughs> uh, Rachel, uh, you know Rachel. Okay. Rachel, um, she's on the show. Uh, um, how many Rachel's do you know? I know quite a few. <laughs> her, her son has brain cancer. Uh oh yeah 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 so she's a she's like a fantastic friend to me but uh yeah she she wanted to talk about something totally different anyways thanks for listening everyone this is the good Raven Jim go to thegoodrivenjim dot com this is my son Evan yep nice to be on again thanks for coming fifteen minutes late I mean I came from work <laughs> you had a guest <laughs> still love you. <laughs>